Welcome to Well That Was Weird, the podcast, Serial Saturday edition, where each week we discuss a different killer and give our opinions on their heinous crimes. My name is Isaiah. And I'm Chance, and this week uh, we decided to do a more well-known guy, uh, Ed Gein, um, also known as the Mad Butcher, the Plainfield Ghoul, that's my favorite. Yeah. Plainfield Butcher, or the Butcher of Plainfield, I mean. he. If you look at that, like black and white photo on his wiki page of Ed Gein. He does look like a ghoul. He does. <laughs> he really does. He's just got that dead stare. And I guess a, a miss or a you know, misconception or whatever about Ed Gein is that he, he didn't really, I mean, he did murder. Yeah. He is a murderer. Yes. Uh, he killed two people, but yeah. he was mostly convicted uh, or known for his, uh, Grave robbing, I guess, is the yeah. correct term. Grave robbing and yeah. his creative way to use the bodies uh, and what they provided. You know, he was just a very useful guy. <laughs> he was, yeah. he, he was he handy. Like, you know, the early Native Americans where they used every part of a buffalo to make stuff. You know, yeah. like they're, is, they're, is handy the wrong term or is that too right on the nose? Oh, here we're supposed to be trying to be serious. No, he was just trying to get ahead in life. Is all I'm saying. Hey, oh no! And he was from um, Wisconsin. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He was born in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, in 1906. Uh, he um, he was the son of George and Augusta Gein. George and Augusta, strong names. <laughs> yeah, strong names. Um, George, uh, he's described as being an alcoholic, and his mother Augusta is she was a well, she was an insane religious fanatic, and she also hated her husband. <laughs> yeah, um, and his mom was real kind of crazy. She was like puritanical about her religious upbringing you know she was always talking about the sins of lust and carnal desire to her Ooh. young boys Ooh, yeah and didn't i mean um, we'll get into this in a minute but did, did he do sexual things to bodies you know that's one of the things that i don't really know i don't know if it ever I, really... I would say yes because from some of the things that i've heard oh god i just read some of the things he did with them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah um he just uh oh but he was he was also obsessed with his mother though he didn't like hate her he was obsessed with her well yeah and that's kind of they they pulled that aspect from ed's life when they uh when he influenced the movie psycho and i believe yeah. the well the it was was it a book first i think it was a book uh but with that guy's uh i'm blanking on his name but his obsession with his dead mother you know like Nor that was kind of yeah norman bates like that was the whole ed Gein thing he was obsessed with his mother i think even after she died you know then he would dress up in skin and women's clothing and kind of parade around talking to himself yeah um, but augusta again like we mentioned hated her husband because he was an alcoholic uh he couldn't keep a job. Ironically, worked as a tanner. <laughs> Wonder oh. where old Eddie got it from. 
but yeah. also an insurance salesman. One trait that Ed did not gain. No. Uh, he did own a local local grocery shop for a few years, but sold the business. Uh, and the family left the city to live in isolation on a 155-acre farm in the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin, which mm. became the Gein family's permanent residence. And she took. I think that's a, probably where they went wrong. Yeah, living in isolation on a farm. Yeah. With an alcoholic father and a religious mother, nothing yeah. at all could go wrong, right? <laughs> no, she did take advantage of the farm's isolation by turning away outsiders who could have influenced her sons. Uh, and then Ed only left the farm to attend school. Outside of yeah. school, though, he spent most of his time doing chores on the farm, like a good, hard-working boy. Uh, Sounds about right. She was his mother, very, uh, very religious and mostly Lutheran. Uh, mm. She did preach to the boys about the innate immortality of the world, uh, or immorality. Sorry, the evil of drinking. <laughs> I and her belief that all women, apart from herself, were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil, which is why we love them so much. Now, yeah. she she reserved, <laughs> you know, beware That's of. Why I love my wife because she's yeah. an instrument of Satan. Um. <laughs> Same, you know. an extension of the devil himself. Now. She did. Res she reserved time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, selecting verses from the Old Testament and the Book of Revelation, just oh, focusing right. right on that fire and brimstone concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. Oh, yeah. uh, Gein was said to be very shy. His classmates and teachers remembered him as having strange mannerisms, such as mm. seemingly random laughter. I, I do that. That's not weird. And as if he were <laughs> laughing at his own personal jokes. Same. To make matters worse, I'm gonna. The more we go through this, I'm gonna be like, "Oh my God, I'm just like Ed Gein." Uh, to make matters worse, though, she did punish him whenever he tried to make friends. Despite his poor social development, he did fairly well in school, particularly in reading, well, because he didn't do anything else. Well, yeah, I mean that kind of kind of makes sense, and you know, I mean, Gein was kind of obsessed with his mother, um, but. Also, he lost everybody in his family. Um, I mean, he wasn't like, a, at a young age, he wasn't orphaned or anything like that. Um, because he wound up losing his father in 1940, basically due to heart failure caused by his father being an alcoholic. Yeah. So what, Gein was born in 1906, 1940, uh, what, he would have been 30, 34? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 34. But he was still living on the farm at 34. That's that's where this starts to get a little bit weird. So after his father died, um, Ed and his brother Henry were doing odd jobs, you know, to help pay for stuff, basically. <laughs> of course, this was, you know, in the this was right before World War Two. So, yeah, we were just coming out of a major depression. And, and given that his dad, while uh, an alcoholic and couldn't hold down a job, was technically the breadwinner of the family, you know, like he yes. had the only immediate income since Mama Gein was just sitting around spouting religious nonsense all day. Yeah. And it sounds like Henry was actually trying to get out. Um, you know, it says, you know, after after their father's death. Uh, Henry was actually d dating a mother of two and was going to move in with her, but he was worried about Ed's attachment to their mother and even start 
kept trying to tell Ed that like mom's crazy. You need to <laughs> you need to back off a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were he kept trying to tell him and Ed w- apparently it would piss him off, I guess, a lot. Don't you talk about mama like that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but in 1944, Henry and Ed were burning bushes on some property, some brush to clear it out. The fire got out of control. Um, and Henry was missing. Um, but apparently he had, uh, apparently he wasn't burned by the fire though. (laughs) His body was found laying face down nearby the fire, but apparently he'd been dead for some time and his cause of death was heart failure since he wasn't burned or injured otherwise. That's suspicious. But interestingly, um, it's actually kind of, they actually kind of did the autopsy showed that Henry had bruises on his head. (laughs) Um, So, but a full, an official autopsy was never performed. So we don't really know about his brother. Ed Ed Gein could have killed his brother. We don't really know. Is there a picture of his brother? What was his name? Henry. Henry Gein, I guess. Um, so I don't really know. Uh, that's kind of interesting because that could have really essentially been his first murder. Yeah. But we don't know. I'm gonna say so. he did it. <laughs> you think so? You're gonna. Yeah, he probably. Well, I mean, because no would... official investigation was ever done. You know. Why would you have bruises on your head unless it's from a fall? You know, like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, unless he had brain damage, but they didn't they didn't investigate. They don't know. He could have been cracked over the head with something. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, you know, there's a story that Gein tells shortly after this, um about his his mother having a stroke. Because the only person he had left on the farm after his father had died in nineteen forty and his brother had passed away passed away or was murdered by ed in uh, 1944 we don't really know lost his Uh, life yeah lost his life in quotation marks air quotes um i guess gein was you know staying on the farm with his mom uh she had a stroke shortly after henry's death and so then it left gein to take care of somebody because she was paralyzed from the stroke so he had to take care of her um he does tell a story of visiting a man named Smith who lived nearby, like on another farm, to get some straw for their farm. And according to Gein, um, uh, his mother witnessed this guy named Smith beating a dog to death. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And she was so upset. Um, but apparently she wasn't upset about the dog. She was upset about the presence of another woman around Ed. What? <laughs> and that she, because she wasn't also married to to this guy named Smith, that she had no business being there. None of it's your kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, she, well, basically, she was trying to say she was a harlot. Basically, is what she called her, right. and she had a stroke because she was so upset about this um, unmarried woman being around this man. Jesus, this mom's just insane. Yeah, I mean, she is. She's really completely insane. I mean, 
after that second stroke, uh, she she died pretty much shortly thereafter. Uh, decided died on December 29th, 1945. Um, now, according to the word, according there was an author who did a story on Ed Gein, and I guess he did some, um, I don't know, interviewing or whatever. But Ed Gein had lost his only friend and one true love. <laughs> Ed Gein was in in love with his mother. Looking weirdo. Yeah, um, because he was so devoted to his mom, he actually never left home or even tried to date any women. Well, yeah, like uh, according to this, uh, and you can actually look up the pictures because this is a, I mean, the Ed King case is very well documented that Ed held onto the farm, uh, continuing to do odd jobs for money after he loses everyone in his family. Uh, but then he boarded up the rooms that were used by his mother, including the upstairs, the downstairs parlor, and the living room, leaving them completely untouched. And I believe there are photos of them like pulling these off the wall later after he's arrested, and you can actually see the rooms as they were com- like totally untouched. Nothing; they're just dusty, you know. Yeah. Um, the rest of the house became just trashy because he lived in like two rooms uh and the other rooms remained pristine uh he lived in a small room next to the kitchen and then around that time he became interested in reading like pulp magazines and like short stories adventures uh particularly those involving cannibals or nazi atrocities which were a plenty uh during this time in the 40s and 50s especially like you know leading up during and right after the war um i mean cartoons too i don't know I'm, i don't think he watched cartoons but if you watch like old looney tunes you can definitely get an idea of how prevalent that stuff was yeah yeah and um Gein was a handyman and yeah doing things around town he received a farm subsidy from the federal government that started in 1951 and he occasionally worked for local municipal road crew uh crop threshing crews in the area and then between 46 and 56, he sold an 80-acre parcel of land that his brother Henry had owned. Mm. So he, I guess he inherited Henry's stuff when he died? Yeah, maybe know. so. Or maybe it so. went to his mother, and then when his mother died, he he got it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, well, you know... Gein, like like we said, Ed Gein wasn't really good around women because he was kind of obsessed with his mother in a real, real weird way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently while he was, you know, he started doing, he was, you know, a handyman, like you said, doing little odd jobs around the area. Yeah. But apparently a few residents uh, from the general area had kind of gone missing over the years. <laughs> um, Definitely among not that them, boy. <laughs> yeah. Among them was Mary Hogan who ran a tavern in nearby Pine Grove that Gein regularly frequented. Um, no so relation that's... to the Hulkster, by the way. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was not a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> Maybe it was. You know, when you said that, my first thought was, man, I wish Hulk, I wish Hulk Hogan was a serial killer so we could talk about him. <laughs> oh, my God. Hulk the Ripper, dude. <laughs> what are you Come gonna on, do, Hulk, brother? Do it. I need something funny to talk about. Um, <laughs> but do it in a really horrific way. Um, 
Well, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you know, um, Ed, he, his, his first, you know, he, he, he didn't only kill two people really. Yeah. Um, but basically his first victim that they know of, I guess, uh, was, uh, Bernice Warden. She, uh, she owned, owned or ran, uh, a hardware store in Plainfield, um, on November 16th, she was actually reported missing. Uh, and the police came and, you know, kind of came and checked it out. And this was November 16th, 1957. So this is still another 12 years beyond the time that Ed's mother died. Jesus. Um, so they found that the cash register was gone and there was a trail of blood leading out the back door of the hardware store. That's all they really know. Okay. Um, her son, Frank, who was a deputy sheriff, was actually immediately suspicious of Ed Gein. <laughs> He was like, I know Ed, he did it <laughs> for sure. Yeah, well, cause like we said, we he looked like a ghoul anyway. I'm sure this guy, Frank, was just like, nah, that fucking weirdo Ed. Yeah. He smells if like anybody and wears a plaid hat. I think it was Ed Gein. Yeah. So, um, so this guy suspects, you know, suspected Ed, and he was actually arrested at a neighbor's house shortly thereafter. But when the authorities went to Gein's home that night, um, what they found was basically, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he got, it sounds like he got arrested pretty quick. Yeah, he was, he was pretty much arrested like the same day. Yeah, Plainfield, don't, they don't mess around. <laughs> the same day, or I, I'd have to say, well, she was reported missing from that day. So I don't really know when he actually abducted her yeah uh but yeah when the uh when the authorities went to ed gein's house they found this woman's headless gutted body hanging from the ceiling Mm. um basically like dressed like a deer yeah Uh, you know how you would dress a deer after you shoot a deer you hang it from the ceiling and gut it and (laughs) do all this stuff that's what he did to this woman's body um but when they went into the house and in the surrounding areas of the farmhouse that he lived at they found let's go over them <laughs> yeah, let's go over let's... everything um no uh let's see should we i guess well, let's just read through the list huh uh searching the house authorities found the following whole human bones and fragments uh, i'm yeah. assuming just scattered throughout the home or the couple rooms that he used uh, yeah. a waste basket made of human skin Human skin covering several chair seats. Mm, comfy. Uh, Ashley home furniture, huh? Skulls <laughs> on bedposts. <laughs> this is the most metal shit. Like, <laughs> where you at, exhumed? I want a new album cover with skulls on bedposts. <laughs> Matt, well, Harvey. Matt Harvey. <laughs> Female skulls, some with the tops sawn off. Uh, Bowls made from human skulls, a corset made from a female torso, skinned from the shoulders to waist. This is the one that made me shiver. Leggings made from human leg skin. Like, oh god, oh god. You met? It's probably like hairy man legs. Just he like slides them on though. He's like, "Mm." Uh, masks made from the skin of female heads. Mary Hogan's face. uh, Oh, sorry, Mary Hogan's face mask (laughs) in a paper bag. 
Uh, Mary Hogan's skull was in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head was in a burlap sack. I guess he hadn't touched it yet. Uh, Bernice Warden's heart was in a plastic bag in front of Gein's potbelly stove. Nine vulva in a shoebox. <laughs> That's where you keep vulva, right? A shoebox. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's also a nickname for a vulva, right? A shoebox. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been around 15 years old. God, dude. A belt <sighs> made from female human nipples. <laughs> I'm just, was, he, was it like a braided belt that had female nipples on it? I've seen the belt, actually. Oh, God. There's pictures of the belt? Yeah, there's pictures of this stuff. Uh, four noses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, <laughs> a lampshade made from the skin of a human face, and then fingernails from female fingers. Wow. Um... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to unpack, man. <laughs> it, literally, they had to unpack all of that. <laughs> Can you imagine being those dudes walking into that? Oh, I'm sure that they were probably vomiting. Like, how how could you not be disturbed from that? Well, that's what, you know, that's what I'm thinking, you know. It's, it's horrifying, all of that stuff, you know. Well, and, and I got to think, you know, okay, so. Oh, there's the belt. There's the belt. find it? Oh, my God. <laughs> it looks like a pizza that you like leave out on the oven like overnight though it's just been exposed <laughs> exposed there oh send me the picture i want to see <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking heinous <laughs> christ oh it's on pinterest send it, too. Damn it. it's funny um there's just there's a lot going on but you know i'm thinking about it you know reading through this list of stuff you have the waste basket made of human skin you know the human skin covering several chair seats um also the the bowls yeah made from skulls and the lampshade made from the skin of a human face um i think it's kind of interesting that he knew how to make a lot of this stuff you know what i mean I mean, like, he was a handy guy. The guy was guy. clearly skilled in leather work. <laughs> His dad was a tanner, you know? Like, I mean, he made gloves out of human skin and the nipple belt and stuff. Do you think he ever wore the belt? Oh, I'm sure he did. He probably flaunted around like he was going to the local rodeo, and he's like, hey, boys, you like my belt? And I'm like, what the <laughs> belt is that, Ed? He's like, you made it. Like, what's funny is... Ed Gein gets arrested for this, but people are selling shit like this on Etsy now. You know, like, hey, yeah. he was just an innovator at an early time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he says, well, okay, Gein told investigators that, that where he got all of this shit was basically between the years of 1947 and 1952. Uh, he made about a, about 40 nighttime visits to three local graveyards, graveyards, to exhume recently buried bodies. Um, so he did say that he was in a like a trance-like state or a daze state is what he says. Yeah. And 
on about 30 of those trips, he said that he came out of the days while in the cemetery and actually left the grave in good order and returned home empty-handed. On the other occasions, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women that he thought resembled his mother. Jesus. So he, like, knew them, I guess? He knew what they looked like? Yes. Dude, the gloves that he made out of human skin, that is so hard to look at. It's pretty bad. It really is. It just... Um, Ugh, it gives me chills. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. It, it's uh, Wait, it's pretty read? bad. Oh, no, it's a painting. Right, never mind. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I've seen, I've seen a lot more of the stuff from his, uh, from his collection. Yeah. If I remember right. I remember seeing the lamp made out of the s- skin from a human face. There is pictures of legs in a trunk. Um, I think that was that lady's head in a bag. There's a picture of that. That's not real. That's, I think that's from Psycho. Uh, yeah, like you kind of have to, if you really want to see it, you can find it. You just got to dig because a lot of this kind of gets mixed up with special stuff that people do. And yeah, that's kind of the thing, which I mean, I don't know. I'm not telling you to go start googling how to make lampshade lampshades out of human skin you know you don't want to wind up on a watch list or anything like that we probably will i don't think that's ed game but that's horrible clicking off that um (laughs) god (laughs) Mm -mm. didn't like that didn't like that it was somebody that was like cut from the bottom up just oh shit Blade open like a fucking Thanksgiving turkey. Huh. That's pretty bad. Um, so God. apparently, you know, he was doing all this, digging all these bodies out of there. Uh, he actually admitted to stealing from about nine graves from local cemeteries. Yeah. And actually led investigators to the, to their locations. Like Gene wasn't concerned about being caught or not getting caught. Like that's just, just this is just what he did. It sounded like he was just kind of like an autopilot. Like like you yeah. said, he was, in, he was in a daze when he went and did this. I mean, obviously the dude is mentally disturbed and he didn't care. He was just kind of like, I'm going to do it until I get caught. And then otherwise I'm just going to go about my life, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, they, they kind of went with him and he kind of showed them around, you know, to where he dug these out. And they were actually, they actually doubted his story to begin with because they felt that he was basically too small and skinny to have dug up a grave by himself and got got the bodies out. (laughs) Digging graves for a strong man, Ed. You're a little tiny. Yeah. um, So he actually took them around. They went with him and they they wanted to see test graves. They wanted to open three test graves that that Gein had said, yeah, I took the bodies out of these ones. Yeah. And so they went and dug those back up. And they found one empty. Uh, one had a crowbar in place of the body. <laughs> um, and then one, it wasn't. And most of the body was gone from the third grave. Jesus. But so, he would sometimes return. The reason why most of the body was gone, because he had returned rings and some of the body parts from that one. Because he didn't really, he didn't care about. Like he wasn't grave rob like traditional grave robbing. He wasn't digging people up to steal what they had. 
he wanted the actual corpse. Like he didn't, he didn't give a damn about the jewelry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't care about that. Um, you know, after his mother's death, one of the big reasons why he started raiding these graves is because he wanted to create a woman suit. And these, these are his words so that he could become his mother to literally crawl into her skin. Ugh, God, that's horrific. Yeah. Um, he denies having sex with any of the bodies that he exhumed by saying that they smelled too bad. That was his words, exactly. Well, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that he was a virgin. Uh, yeah, because, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say never, you're right. He never had friends, never had a girlfriend uh, that we know yeah. of. And he was so yeah. like mentally checked out. It's not like he ever had time. Yeah. And I doubt anybody uh, yeah, was I mean, rushing to hang out with a weird Ed, you know? <laughs> oh, weird Ed. Oh, weird Ed. I mean, you know, he's, he's only was actually, you know, I guess, I don't know, accused of murder of these two, these two women, Hogan and, uh, whatever her name was. I can't think of her last name. Warden. Warden and Hogan. Yeah. However, and besides the, the corpses, there's other missing people from the area that, that they suspect that that Ed was involved in, but they don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just reading a, a little bit, and I mean, like, people had already suspected him because someone reported that he kept shrunken heads in his house. Yep. And he said that those were relics from the Philippines that some his cousin had actually sent him because he served in World War II. Uh, but the police actually looked into those and they determined that they were real human face <laughs> human faces that were just peeled off corpses yep. and then Ed would wear them as masks. Um he was considered a suspect in a couple other cases but they could never really tie him to them yeah but during i'm sorry did you mention his assault by a police officer i was about to get into that that's why his <laughs> initial confession confession was ruled inadmissible because the washara county sheriff art shelley assaulted ed Gein <laughs> by banging his head and face into a brick wall and then as a result of that like you said his confession was ruled inadmissible <laughs> yeah and then uh, that you know, Schley, I guess, died of a uh, died of heart failure at age forty three in nineteen sixty eight before Gein's trial. So many of those who knew mm -hmm. uh, the sheriff said he was traumatized by the horror of Gein's crimes, and this, along with the fear of having to testify, especially about assaulting Gein, caused his death. Mm -hmm. uh, one of his friends had said, "quote He was a victim of Ed Gein as surely as if he had butchered him." Yeah, Honestly, um, like the, what we were just mentioning a few minutes ago, like how fucked up is it to walk into something like that? Yes. When you're like, hey, we think this guy may have kidnapped someone. And then you find said someone uh, hacks to pieces and butchered. And then you're like, oh, that's not it. You know, like there's trunks of human body parts everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know. During Ed Gein's trial, they actually only tried him for one of the murders <laughs> um, because it cost too much. <laughs> that was their that was their reasoning. I mean, honestly, um, what's the point in 
trying someone for multiple murders if you if one murder is enough to get someone life in prison or the death sentence Mm -hmm. throw the other one out yeah pretty much um so yeah he was but he was also declared um he was basically declared that he was not guilty by reason of insanity yeah they basically just said you're criminally insane uh, so he was actually diagnosed with schizophren- schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent and thus unfit for trial. Um, so that's where he lived out the rest of his days. Uh, he claims that uh, Warden, the the woman that initially led the police to his house, um, he claims that that was actually an accident, that he was actually checking out a gun at her store and the gun went off and killed her. Yeah. That's what he claims anyway. I mean, yeah. I don't believe it. Meh. Uh, but yeah, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity, uh, and he spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. Um, but yeah, he was only tried for one murder due to prohibitive costs. Uh, his property, where all of this crap was found, um, hundred and ninety-five acre property, it was actually um, appraised at four thousand seven hundred dollars. It was all auctioned off. Um, they wanted to get get rid of it all because they didn't want it to become a tourist attraction. <laughs> so did they destroy the house? Uh, the, the house was actually burned down. Oh, good. Uh, they <laughs> say it was destroyed by a garbage fire. <laughs> no, that's some like some Freddy Krueger like families getting vengeance, you know? Yeah, they say arson was suspected, but the cause of the fire was never officially determined. Officially, yeah. I'm going to put in air quotes. Well, I mean, you his, know, they uh, knew. I mean, after he died later on, his uh, his tombstone was also stolen. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Um, uh, his uh, his Ford sedan, which he used to haul the bodies of his victims, was actually sold at pu- at a public auction uh, to the carnival sideshow operator Bunny Gibbons, and he <laughs> charged people a quarter to see see the car. I wonder if it's still around. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but either way, uh, Ed Gein finally died at the age of 77, uh, 1984, uh, due to respiratory failure from lung cancer, basically. Um, but people would ch- uh, take pieces of his gravestone as souvenirs, which the whole stone itself was stolen in two- the year 2000. Yeah. But it was found in 2001 near Seattle. Jeez. But um, yeah, I mean, there. That's that's the story of of Ed Gein. Definitely a, a weird and wild one, you know. Yeah, uh, it's it's been the first one that's made you just go like, "Holy crap!" Like, yeah, that just because there's the pictures and oh god, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and of course, really I think we mentioned it earlier, but Ed Gein inspired many Hollywood stories like Psycho, mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and a few others. Um, you know, it was a well, mix Texas of different Chainsaw things. Chainsaw Massacre, and, Psycho, and uh, Silence of the Lambs, like the woman suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, yeah, that's... It's a it's a really interesting story. I mean, if you really want to, you can look up the pictures. Or you can read more about it. Yeah, and they're um, not they're not too hard to find. Just give it a quick Google search and ruin your Sunday. And uh, yeah, 
you know, <laughs> or whenever you listen to this. Uh, either way, though, um, we'll see you guys on Wednesday for another normal episode, and then next Saturday for another episode of Serial Saturday. I don't yeah. know who we're going to do next, but uh, we'll figure it out. We always do. Yep. Uh, so I'll see you guys later on in the week. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye.